and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960, The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Friday. March the 17th in the year of our Lord, 2023, it is St. Patrick's Day. Don't forget, if you're uh, getting dressed right now, uh, well, it's fun talking to you. Hi, I'm Brian Hanks. Hey, this is episode 824. Well, if you're getting dressed right now, make sure you put some green on. Grab you a green ribbon. I don't know. Pin a dollar to your chest so everybody thinks it's your birthday. But have your green on so you don't get pinched today. This is hour two of episode 824 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, if you missed our first hour, you missed a really, really fun hour. We had uh, Paul Whittington on and his new slot and his new position in the five hole here on uh, the Brian Hanks Show. We swapped him and Mark Panicelli. Mark Panicelli is now our Monday first hour guest. Paul Whittington is now our Friday uh, first hour guest, and mainly because we want to be able to preview the uh, upcoming NASCAR race every week. So uh, it, I don't know how long this will last, but I think it'll last for a while. But uh, thank you to Paul Whittington. Man, we just had a very spirited conversation. I got to tell you, if you're a NASCAR fan, you really enjoyed it. If you want to be a NASCAR fan, you're like, you know what? <sighs> Basketball is going to be ending soon. I'm not really that much of a baseball guy. I'd like to get me a new sport to you know, be uh, religious about and to follow. And NASCAR is a, a pretty good sport to be able to do that with. And to have uh, Paul Whittington on who knows more about NASCAR. I mean, he's a young man too, but he knows more about NASCAR than anybody I know. Uh, be sure to uh, join us every Friday uh, in our 7 o'clock hour or in our first hour or in the 3 o'clock hour if you listen to us in the afternoon. Or uh, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud.com, just go to BrianHanks.com and you can listen to it there. Listen, we talked about uh, NASCAR. We got some Carolina Hurricanes talk in there. Uh, I talked some about Virginia's loss yesterday in my monologue. I, I really, uh, one more time, I want to thank uh, Lenore Community College for uh, having Linda and I there last night. We had a, a blast at the LCC President's Reception. Uh, and again, want to thank uh, Dr. Rusty Hunt, Richie Honeycutt, Catherine Pearson, uh, just all the folks over LCC, uh, Jimmy Taylor, we sat with him, uh, Dr. Deborah Sutton, just everybody that we hung out with yesterday and uh, just really do appreciate uh, everything that LCC does for our community and even for us. There are just some, some great folks over there. i tell you what, before we jump in, coming up in this hour, one of our all-time favorites, Felicia, Nikki Solomon, a Kenston City Council person, she's going to be joining us here in just a few moments. Uh, in fact, in probably just less than a minute or two as we're going to get her up, get her up on the line with us to uh, just get caught up with her friend. We've not talked to her in a long, long time here on the show. Really looking forward to that. Before we do that, though, tell you what, let me thank Arendelle Parrot Academy. We were talking in our first hour about uh, great conversations we had last night with David Moody from uh, Parrot Academy, and then his lovely wife, Jenny. Uh, she just made my day, and you got to listen to the first hour. I won't deep dive into it all the way, but just uh, talk about how she li- she and her husband listen to the show every day, and it just made my whole day. And it just I-, I appreciate you, Miss Moody and Mr. Moody. But listen, I also appreciate Randall Parrot Academy. They are the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kinston. Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Wilson, Greenville, Snow Hill, Trenton, New Bern, Goldsboro, Jacksonville. If you are listening to this show right now on terrestrial radio, that means you listen to it on your antenna on 960 AM or heck, even on 252 ESPN 107.5. 
in uh, Newburn 107.5 in Greenville and Wilson, then uh, you can send your child to the best private school in eastern North Carolina. And by God, that's a Rendell Parrot Academy. Uh, APA students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road. And I promise you, uh, you will be giddy. You're going to be sending your child to the best private school in eastern North Carolina. Academics, athletics, the arts, acad- uh, a rental parrot academy has it all. Hey, also want to thank uh, Woodman Life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for more than 10 years. I could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for, Linda, are going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woodman Life, though, isn't just the uh, peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every organization, group, church, or government agency in eastern North Carolina. Thank you to Danny Rice, our good friend Danny Rice, who, by the way, get well soon, Danny. Danny had knee surgery and uh, is laid up now for the next little bit. So we're sending our uh, get well wishes to him. But thank you, thank you, thank you, Danny Rice, Jared Edwards, Woman Life, for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kinston. Now, that's beside Highland Furniture and across from Cell Automall. And again, thank you so much to uh, Danny Rice, Jared Edwards, Woman Life. We really do appreciate uh, them for uh, everything that they have done for this show. So, uh, listen, joining us right now on our Spence Automotive Guest Line, and this is a little bit different. Usually, uh, her beautiful self is sitting across from me here in my plush, well-lit studio here on Whitehall (laughs) Drive. But, wait, doggone it, Linda! Linda, you got to get in here. You know you know what's about to happen, Felicia, but it's Felicia. <laughs> Nikki Solomon joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show, and here she comes. Hurry. You're supposed to be in here. She, She's not going to – hey, you want to know how much she loves you, Nikki? She's still in her pajamas, okay? That's love. That's, that's what family does, right? It does. Hold on, hold on. You ready? Me, me, me. Me, me, me. me. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, Felicia. Happy birthday to you, my friend Nikki. Happy birthday, dear Felicia Nikki Solomon. Happy birthday to you. How was that? It was good. I hear a Grammy in your future. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is awesome. Hey, yeah, what, you guys harmonized great together. We really oh. did. What do you want to say to Because I know you're going right back to bed. So what do you want to no, say to no. Happy birthday. Have a great Thank day. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Love you. Love you, too. Hey, let Bye. me – she's off the line now uh, with us, uh, Nikki. But uh, I would say I'm guessing, what, 34, 35? Is that right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Our Thank dear you, man. 34 plus another decade, right? Hey, whatever. You you look great, and you're enjoying your time away from Kenson. But I wanted to have you here. Well, it's been a long time. It's been way too long to have you Listen, here on the show. It has been since 2021. How crazy is that? Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. 
Well, we are so grateful and so thankful to have you here on the show. So much to talk to you about over the next 20 minutes or so. Yeah. And uh, first off, just I don't even know where to start. Uh, a lot of changes uh, in the city of Kinston uh, and you being a valuable member of the Kinston City Council. Uh, just uh, and I think a lot of positive things have happened uh, with, with what you guys have done. I mean, I, I had a. Uh, Chris Suggs on a couple weeks ago. We've had the mayor on, but I wanted to get you on and get your voice on some of this stuff. And let's start with the hiring of the city manager, uh, Rhonda Barwick, uh, after Tony Sears left uh, for uh, to to pursue other interests and uh, you know go through you know go go blah, blah, blah. he left Kenson. How about that? We'll just say it like that. That's the best <laughs> way to say it. Our friend Tony Sears. But you guys yeah. uh, had a national search for a city manager. You end up staying right here in the city. That to me says a lot about uh, you, about the character, and about uh, just the the the. Uh, just it says a lot about Rondo. It does. It says a lot about Rondo Barwick. Take it away. Yeah. So, um, you know, Rhonda did a, an, an exemplary job as the director um, of our public services department. And, um, you know, we were really excited um, that she, you know, was willing to accept the interim position um, and then, you know, threw her name in the ring for um, the, the role of city manager. And, you know, we um, did a national search, went through the process um, of interviewing candidates, um, you know, narrowing it down. She ended up being one of our finalists. And, you know, rose to the top. And I'm telling you, uh, Brian, she has not disappointed. Yeah. And so it, it, it just speaks a lot. And, and just, um, you know, when you actually go through the process and, you know, you, you know, rise to the top and you're the qualified candidate. And so that is um, definitely uh, one of the best things that we've done um, at the council since I've been sitting on it since 2015. And there have been some great things, but by far the hiring of Rhonda Barwick has been amazing. And of course, she's doing what she is doing, and that's hiring great and good people to oversee our departments. And um, that's, of course, the two you know strong hiring of our um, newest police chief. Yep, and I want to. I actually want to break that down here in a little bit, but I wanted to stay with Rhonda just for a second, uh, council councilwoman, and just tell us this: uh, when you're sitting in there, and you know you've got all these candidates coming before you, what impressed you the most about Rhonda when she was going through that process there, uh, Nikki? Um, I think definitely her ability to. Um, express the the needs of the city. And of course, um, one of the best interviews anyone could ever have is being in an interim role by actually doing the work. And so, um, of course, been very impressed of how um, she governed, you know, herself and, and moved during the internship process. But then just her ability to have her finger on the pulse of the needs of the city. And, um, of course, one of the things that um, I was most impressed with is her fiscal responsibility. Um, 
And so, you know, those are some things that, um, you know, Miss Barber just brought to the table. So that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you, you alluded to, and again, that voice you're listening to is Felicia Nikki Solomon. Uh, two-term Kinston City Council person here in the city of Kinston. And I, what, listen, uh, the, the Keith Goyette hiring as uh, the chief of police, again, another nationwide search uh, to get a, uh, you know, to get a, a, a police chief in here. And we, again, hire from within, which is to me is just beautiful and it's awesome. T- talk a little bit about that process with uh, Chief Goyette having hit the interim title taken off him and him receiving the uh, permanent uh, position there, Ms. Solomon. Yeah. So, um, you know, hiring within, it is beautiful and powerful if it's the right person. And so in this case, Keith Goyette is the right person. And a lot of, of our colleagues, I mean, a lot of the members of our community, um, you know, they, they just question and challenge the why are we going through this national search? Um, you know, Brian, you know, like many of us do, that that's one of the most important hires that any municipality um, is faced with, right? And so it's not anything that you, you want to take lightly. You know, you want to go through your due diligence um, because, um, you know, everybody wants to feel safe. Like everyone wants to feel safe. Um, everyone wants to feel protected. And so, you know, that's not anything you can do haphazardly. And again, you know, Chief Goyette, you know, he rose, he rose to the top. And so you, you don't want to ever have a situation where something may occur and you wish woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. And so by him going to the, going through the process, there is no great areas. And again, now, and, and, and no, no shade or no blemish or whatever. But, you know, I just referenced again about the greatest interview anyone can do is that of being able to uh, have the interim position, right? When I tell you Keith Goyette by far has been the most impressive individual I've ever seen hold an internship, uh, Keith actually hit the ground running, hit the ground running and has not stopped. Wow, and you know, I and, and I'm telling you, I'm I'm very proud to be able to call him uh, my chief of police, our chief of police, um, and just so impressed um, with how he has approached the work um, by actually uh, building community and and making sure that our law enforcement officers are actually seen as members of our community. Um, and so I'm telling you, this guy's amazing. This guy is amazing. And what's so beautiful about it, Brian, is that our law enforcement officers, they believe in the chief. And it's so evident. Wow. It's so evident. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, and now bear in mind, I've only really, and you know this, I've only really been on the news side of things uh, since uh, about uh, 2008 or so. Well, that's still, that's 15 years here in Kinston and uh, Felicia, I'm telling you, I have never seen. And listen, we've had some good police chiefs here uh, in the past, but we have, I've never seen a groundswell of support of the public. And I'm not talking about just, 
white folks that want him or black folks that want him. It seemed like the entire community yeah. of Kinston really wanted him. And like what you uh, what you referred to earlier, that he, you know, that people were asking you on social media and asking other city council people and, you know, and decision makers, why are we waiting so long? You were having to do the work like you always talk about. And I love that you talk about this, you know, putting your hands to the work you did. It would have been easy. And there's no one would have really said anything to you uh, if you had just said, okay, you know what? He's shown well here in the first couple of months. That's who we're going to hire. But you had to do that process, didn't you? Exactly. And, and, and it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Like I said, you know, this is one of the most important hires um, that any uh, municipality can make. And I think that um, it speaks to without any question that this is, isn't anything that was given to him. This is what he earned. Amen. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, I know uh, another one of the things that uh, Miss Barwick has done and uh, that's very important to this city is hiring a uh, planning director. And I mean, I know that's something that with the work that I do with the county and the great work that Adam Short does over there and, uh, you know, his department, it was a sorely needed position here in the city of Kinston, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, um, definitely. And once again, Rhonda has nailed it. Um, this young lady, Miss Elizabeth Blunt, she comes to us from um, the city of Greenville um, with almost 20 years of experience or so. And I'm telling you, this young lady is uh, amazing. <laughs> um, every time she makes a presentation, um, we learn something new. Her attention to detail, um, her approach to the work with excellency. Um, I mean, knowing... Uh, uh, policy. Uh, I mean, this this young lady is absolutely amazing. And so, you know, when we look at the the hires that have uh, occurred, you have two. You know, just right here, you have two individuals who are approaching the work from moving it from good to great. So, um, I, I, I mean, I'm just, oh, I'm just really <laughs> impressed, and it's a real good feeling to be able to exhale, you know, um, and not have to kind of like hold your breath of, of like, oh my God, what, what, what is getting ready to happen or, or anything. And so, like I said, you, you, we had um, a good individual in with, with Adam and, you know, the great thing about it is that these two are still able to work together, you know, with Adam still being a part of our community by working with the county. Absolutely. Again, that voice you listen to is Felicia Nikki Solomon. She's a two-term Kinston City Council person here in uh, the city of Kinston. And uh, you know the question's coming up here in a little bit. But I'm going to hold off for a little bit, okay? But I wanted to ask you, uh, what, what are the big issues to you right now facing the city of Kinston? Obviously, you've got uh, you know the personnel replacement that you guys have done and I think have done in Listen, and you and I are close enough friends that I feel like if I didn't like it, I could tell you and you would yeah, be like, absolutely. and I mean that sincerely. I mean, I know if, you know, say you hired somebody from out of, uh, you know, out of the state to be the city manager or let's say even police chief, I might've been like, you know, it'd been neat if you would stayed with this person, but I mean, you guys have just done such a fantastic job, Ms. Solomon. Uh, but what are some of the other issues right now that, that you guys are wrestling with on the Kinson city council and then our municipal government? Well, um, I, so one of the things that that's, um, we're, we're working with right now 
And but it's but it's a great thing. It's a good thing. It's um because I mean it's something, you know, for the people. We have um an urgent repairs program. Um, that's going to enable qualified persons to be able to have um, some renovations done to their homes. You know, this is made possible by um, some grant funding. Um, so, I mean, that's something that's that's really exciting. Um, we also um, are in the process of, um, you know, we just recently put bids out, you know, a, a list of, properties that are available, um, you know, for people. And one thing that I would say is that these properties are listed on our website and, you know, just kind of want to make clear that it's the it's property. It's not houses like the city of yes, Kingston. Yes, yes. You know, we, we are not selling any houses. Um, and so that's available. And, you know, there's two lists actually. Um, we've done a great work with actually creating lists for economic development. And then those um, properties, I think it's about 16, Brian, that people are able to actually um, bid on. Um, of course, we have um, uh, budgeting season um, that's, that's here. And, um, of course, there's always... Uh, a lot of times more needs and funds than you have um, made available. And so, you know, those are just kind of some of the things that are that are on the horizon for us. And you are one of the most fiscally conservative uh, members of the Kansas City Council, and I know that's very important to you. Again, like you said, we're in budget season right now. I guess that this is March 17th, so... I guess what within the next few weeks, or maybe at the most, outside of a month, six weeks or so, we're going to be seeing that city budget. What What are some of the things that are most important to you? And again, like I said, from from a fiscally conservative point of view, uh, what are some of the things that are standing out to you in this year's budget, Miss Solomon? Well, so like I said, we're we're getting, we're approaching we're actually approaching the work, but um, I tell you, um, Brian. You know, one of the things um, that's important to me is, um, you know, when we think about linemen, um, we have some of the most uh, excellent uh, linemen, I think, I know definitely in the state. I mean, the state says so because they've been recognized. So that's been able to take care of your people. And, and you know, a couple of years ago, you know, we did the work to make their salaries competitive. Um, I definitely would love to be able um, to make our law enforcement officers' salaries more competitive um, with some of our neighboring counties. You know, um, it's, it's kind of scary, but it speaks to the commitment of our people because they could go to, you know, places like Aiden or, you know, Winterville where, you know, you see less crime and make more money. Yeah. And so, um, you know, of course, that's one of one of the, the things that is extremely um, important to me. Um, also, I um, would love for us to um, do the work um, of actually when we look at um, downtown Kenston of, um, you know, kind of, you know, and this is also an issue where we look at ordinances and things of that nature of the facade of, of those of those buildings of those vacant buildings um you know kind of putting money in to see 
Um, how do we kind of help initiate and support the work of, you know, kind of beautifying that area, you know, and that's being partnered along with, you know, DK. Um, but just just some things like that and, and wanting to kind of um, see some more supports given to some of the small business owners um, on on that um, corridor and throughout the city. Absolutely. I got to tell you, I spent this past weekend, I was up in Greensboro for the ACC tournament, but I had some open time on Saturday to go to my old hometown of Elkin, North Carolina, and just to see, which is in Northwestern North Carolina. And they have an old theater there, or they did have an old theater there called the Reeves theater, which reminds me an awful lot of our Paramount yeah. theater in downtown yeah. Kinston. And I'm telling you, Felicia, you should see what they have done with this theater. That was I'm telling you, 15 years ago, the roof had fallen in on it. The stage had collapsed and all this. And it is a completely new thing. Now, it's a for-profit organization that took it over. Not a, you know, not-for-profit, but just to see what they have done with it. And I, I swear, Felicia, as I'm walking through, as Linda and I are walking through it, my brother and his family, and kind of got a little tour from uh, the lady and her husband who own it now. And uh, they've turned it to a concert venue. And, I mean, it is beautiful. We we need to do a trip up there. Maybe get Leon, me, you, Chris, uh, whoever, and uh, head up there and check it out because I'm telling you, it will blow you away. But you know what? That's a conversation for another day. I did want to ask you this. What uh, What is the city's strategic plan right now We're, when we stand right here on March 17, 2023, uh, Miss Solomon? Yeah, so some of the things um, that are actually um, in work is, um, of course, one of the, the goals was um, to strengthen um, relationships with community members. And we're actually seeing that happen um, with the task force that has, um, you know, been developed and created um, where you have community um, agencies and organizations um, coming to the table, having discussions about, you know, what they offer, how they can best help um, support citizens, um, as we continue to do the work to kind of help reduce um, crime that, that we see uh, in the city. Also, um, one of the things that uh, we actually accomplished uh, when we went to the table with the strategic plan was the hiring of the police chief. And so, um, you know, that's definitely on um, our checkoff list. Um, some of the things that we uh, will continue um, to look at, which will, of course, be addressed um, during our um, budget season, is, of course, again, um, you know, some some infrastructural needs and things like that. And um, not really sure what can happen with this, but, of course, conversations about transportation, um, they do continue. Um, you know, there's a population of people, um, you know, that, that want to get the job, that, that they want to work. But unfortunately, um, they just cannot, um, you know, get there not having the transportation to um, to get to those jobs. So um, that's, you know, one of the things that um, has definitely been of concern um, of the mayor since, you know, he entered office is transportation needs. Well, very good. Well, I tell you what, this is how we'll wrap up this morning's visit with the birthday girl, uh, Felicia Nikki Solomon from the Kinston City Council. <sighs> 2015, you ran for office for the first time. Uh, you win it. 2019, you ran for Kinston City Council. You win that. 
And uh, I don't know if you've done the math yet or not here, uh, Councilwoman, but uh, your your term comes up this November. Have you, have, <laughs> you write have, about it. There you go. Have you made your decision yet, or is that something? I'm not even going to put words in your mouth. What are you thinking right now? And, again, I'm going to say what I said in the first hour and what I've said about you for all three years I've been on this show, what I said about you in columns for the free press, the most non-political – you're not even a politician. You, I just – I remember a conversation as I was driving when you were thinking about running in 2015, or maybe you had just announced you were running. I'm trying, I can't remember the exact window there, but I asked you at the time, I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Cause you're not a politician. I mean, you're a good woman. You're beloved in the community. I knew you were going to win if you ran. I honest to God. And I told you that at the time you're going to win, but are you sure this is something, something you're going to want to do? So I'm going to ask you again for, uh, you know, eight years <laughs> later, is this something that you want to do? And what are your plans right now, Felicia? Yeah, so, so Brian, you know, I remember that conversation <laughs> like it was yesterday. And you and, and it was something because you actually said it almost like with a heavy heart, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, because, I yeah, just didn't want to see you get – let me say this. I'm interrupting you, and I'm sorry, but – you have such a pure heart and that's one of the things that yeah. I love about you. And listen, I have never tried to hide my feelings for you. I love you to death <laughs> and I do. And I adore you. And I think the world of you and I, you've got a heart that's about as big as your car and you love this community. You love the children in this community. Yeah, you love the adults yeah. in this community. And I just didn't yeah. want to see that change you. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. politics does change people. You see people who yeah. go into it with a, with yeah. open eyes and Ooh. all that. And then it changed. And I just didn't want to, and it, if there's one thing I can say about you, and I mean this sincerely, and it, it's not changing, you still have the same big heart of the, the lady that went into office eight years ago and ran for it and successfully won it. And I still don't want to see you change. And I, anyway, long story short, where do you stand right now? What are are you running in November? Are you going to be running for office in November? Yeah. So, so right now the plan is yes. The plan is yes. Um, but I'm going to tell you, uh, Zach Holcomb, um, put a a post up and in the post he put up a couple of days ago said, changing your mind is a strength, not a weakness. Right. Yep. And so right now the answer is yes. Um, but the reality of it is, is that there's a possibility that I could change my mind and love that post because, um, is, is, if I, if I do, it, it's no signs of being weak, you know what I'm saying? But that's the real muscle and that's the real strength. Um, and so, you know, Brian, the thing of it is, is, you know, um, like you, you, you were able to see things that I really was not able to really see. Um, but there have been some things in, in politics that have changed me, actually, Brian. Um, but it's changed me like for the better. Um, as it pertains to moving into a place of taking care of me and learning people better and knowing that you cannot expect you from other people. And so, Ben, as you described me as the as the most non political politician <laughs> that you ever met, um, that, that that some of the experiences that I've faced um, have, have served me well, and so it has helped protect my heart now um, because I, I have been wounded. I have been wounded, but um, resiliency makes you be able to bounce back and gain valuable learning lessons to be able to help 
future um, individuals who desire to serve their communities um, in these elected seats. So it's all for a reason, and it's to encourage and to help other young folk who desire to take these seats. I love it. I absolutely love it. Let me ask you this. I'll leave you on this. Uh, what do we need to do to get Danny Rice to run? <laughs> you know, I, I tell you, I don't really know, but I, I will say this, though. Um, you know, there are some individuals who serve um, a good in a good place of being, you know, strong political advisors. Yep. Um, if individuals would listen, if individuals <laughs> would listen. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know, but I'm going to tell you, there are some really good dynamic people out there um, that I would love to be seen, would love to be given the chance. Um, and I think one of the things that has hurt us most is identity politics. Yep. Um, the inability to be able to see people for what they can bring to the table um, for the greater good. Um, the, the way we approach politics in our community um, is somewhat disheartening to me. Well, and, and, I, and, I, and, you know, that's a conversation for another that day. That is a conversation for another And it breaks my heart to hear you say that because I know how much of your soul and how much of your heart and how much of just everything that you've put into this. And, this city is a greater place and hear me clearly. And I guess I, I hope I don't get in trouble for, you know, supporting someone who has now announced that she's running for public office again. But, but this, this city is a much better place with you as one of its advocates on its city council. And I mean that Felicia, and you know, I mean that listen, it's your birthday. You got up on your birthday to join us here. You're on, vac <laughs> you're on vacation. And you still join us. But, hey, I hope me and Linda and I singing to you at least help brighten it up here at the very beginning of it. Thank you so, oh, so, you so got, much. You guys said it off greatly. <laughs> very good. That, that was the best. Listen, you're the best. Hey, listen, <laughs> let's not go two years again before you coming back on, okay? Let's get you back on here right. in a couple of months, okay? I love it. I love it. Hey, love you, Felicia, Nikki, Solomon. Love thank, you guys. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you soon. Enjoy your time off and enjoy your birthday today, okay? Will do. Thank you so much. There you go. That's Felicia, All Nikki, right. Solomon on uh, the Brian Hank Show this morning. Let's play the birthday game, and we'll come back and wrap up the show and the week right after that. It's Friday, March the 17th, and the year of the Lord 2023 is finally Friday. It's St. Patrick's Day. Can I pin... Ah, you got a, is that a green shirt? I'm a little uh, colorblind here, John Dawson. Green is going to be the color of the bruise if you try to <laughs> touch me. I'll tell you that. Well, uh, Jonathan Massey does not have green. Yes, he does. He's got a Down East Wood Duck shirt on under his Air Force Academy uh, pullover. So uh, I guess I don't get to pinch you. Oh, shoot. I don't have any green on. You want to pinch me, John? No, I don't. Jonathan? Um, my shots haven't been updated yet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, that that is a very John Dawson-ish thing to say. Well, what can I tell you? There you go. Uh, hey, it's time to play the birthday game. I guess I should tell people what we're doing, right? That's, yeah, that's what I look can for in a radio out. show. <laughs> there you go. Today, or uh, as I said, today is Friday, March the 17th. And here has been the amazing thing about the birthday game to this point in this month. John Dawson, you have simply dominated you were up eight days to four. You lead in overall Stop birthdays, it, 35 Stop. to 25. Stop. Stop. I don't even see how Brian. it's possible that you can lose. Let me look at this. Drum solo. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're gonna mess it up. You're not gonna let me talk. <laughs> there you go. You've won every day this week. You're on a four-day winning streak. Now, this has been the week of Dawson. Massey, why does Brian every month when I get a streak going, I say, "Don't don't get all hyperbolic because it always sends me into a nosedive," and yet he's doing it. I'm just hey, listen. I've I'm throwing begging. it out here now. I am destroy. I am uh, dis- not destroying. I am. No, you uh, are destroying. <laughs> I am destroying. That's exactly what I you're am- doing. I am, uh, what is the word I'm looking for here, Jonathan? Proclaiming. Proclaiming! See, he knows me. I am proclaiming this the month of Dawson. There is no way you can lose now. You're up eight days to four. Let's see. If you're so sure of it, let's just call the month and save the the aggravation. Let's see. Six, and then the following. Just play who sang it for the rest of the month. Golly, there's a lot of birthdays this month. It's just one of those rare months where, well, we've already played with 12. Oh, and there's like it's math on the radio. It's math W-R-N-S. on the radio. One plus five is six, and then the following week is nine. Dude, we've still got Dude, nine a lot more of gold days. Stars. Of, You're gonna have to slow down. <laughs> there you go. We've still got nine more days of birthdays this month, even with you leading eight days to four. But you know you what, keep, John Dawson? Yet you keep running your yapper. <laughs> you can't lose. You are a winner, baby. So why don't I smack you? Wait a minute. That's that's I don't. I was trying to you do keep a keep your diary to yourself. <laughs> there you go. I think he was trying to like do a play on Beck's loser. But there you go. He, see, two for two, Jonathan Massey over there figuring out what it I was trying very to say. So to, so to pump me up, you quoted the song Loser. loser. <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah, you're right. To quote another Beck song, Nausea. Just go with that one. Beck has a song named Nausea. How does it go? I'm not telling you. Can we pull it up? It goes Nausea. Come on, boom, 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 like that. I love when he sings for us, don't you, Jonathan? I can't get enough of it, Brian. There you go. You know what else I like that he does? Reads or tells us about GoEco Office Automation. You're three for three. Get out of my head, man. Oh, God bless you if you are in there. <laughs> there you go. But, yes, I love John Dawson like you have done every day this week. Well, that's not true because on Monday, Jonathan did it. But every other day this week, you you all right over there? I'm sorry. I just had a little aneurysm. Go ahead. <laughs> there you go. Uh, tell us about uh, Jacques Passleg and our good friends over at GoEco Office Automation. Well, Jacques Passeleg, he's known for being succinct and to the point and not ruining people's streaks when they beg him not to, unlike some people. But uh, he sponsors this segment, so if you'd uh, like to hear me win the birthday game, if you'd like to hear Massey tramps me as he normally does, you can thank Jacques Passeleg at GoEco. Uh, he has all the office automation you'll need. He has office equipment. He has plans set in place for every type of business situation, be it legal or illegal, to help them thrive. Back to you, Brian. I love it. That was awesome. Jonathan Massey, you, my friend, have his phone number. How can we reach Jock Passelay? You can pick I up. I just called him Jock. Jock. Not Jock Passelay, although he was a Jock in high school, but Jock Passelay. The Calypso eases up to the shore. Jock comes up. Oh, that's Jock Cousteau. Oh, God. We used to call him Jack on the show. We did, but that was that's that's disrespectful. That's not his name. His name is Jacques. And I, in fact, I like the way that Jonathan or that John Dawson says it. Say it. Say Jacques Passelet. Jacques Passelet. It's very. I, it's a very manly way that you say it, John Dawson. Yeah. It came from as opposed to <laughs> probably the way I say it. If we're going to be completely honest here, but tell us if we want to call Jacques Passelet, how do we do it, John Jonathan Massey? You pick up that that phone and. Or unless it's a rotary phone, you, you dial 252. 252. 286. 286. 53. 53. 54. 
Or you can visit his website at goeco.nc.com or what is goeco.com for more information. <laughs> well, I'm slow. Have we not established that already today? That ain't what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> well, uh, you're here. Bazinga. Bazinga, indeed. Uh, okay, here we go. No, you know what? This is the one I want to play. Oh, Smashing Pumpkins. Look at Jonathan. Yeah. Smashing Pumpkins. I like two of their albums. This is one of the two albums I like. I saw them live. Uh, Garbage was the opening band. They were just as good. It was a great show. Where'd you see it? Chapel Hill? Uh huh. Dean Smith Center. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, this is the, he's the only permanent member in the lead singer. You're hearing his voice right now. It's Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan of uh, Smashing Pumpkins. This is my brother's favorite band, Daryl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he loves, he's a, a musical guy like yourself. I mean, he likes a lot of music. Now, he's not a musician, but he enjoys yeah. music like you do. But this is his favorite band. They're a good band. I think they got a new one coming out. It, the thing that I read is said he's the only permanent member, so they've had like other members come and go. I guess it, he and Billy Chamberlain, the drummer, are the long. They, Chamberlain's been there for most of it. James Eha, the other guitarist. I, th- I think Sammy's Dream album, he played most of it himself. It's just he's kind of a, a, a control freak by his own admission. So he looks strange too. <laughs> well, when he had long, when he had hair, everybody said he looked like a girl, so he shaved his head, and I guess now he looks like. Uh, Oh, a girl dude. without hair. There you go. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. You earned, He earned that one. That, that was, was good pretty one. good. That was good. Okay. John Dawson, you get to go first. Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins. How old is he today? Fifty-eight. You say fifty-eight. Jonathan Massey. He's not fifty-eight. How old is Billy Corgan today? Fifty-seven. And you are closer. He was born March seventeenth. 1967, so he's 56 today, so uh-huh. you weren't far off. You know what? Despite I, all my rage, I'm still just a boy from LaGrange. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> this was a theme song to a TV show, and I can't remember. Whale Wars. <laughs> this is me applauding you. Did you make that up? Yeah, come on. Dang, come oh. on, yeah. Oh, hold on. God, I love that song. Okay, uh... Next up, it goes to you here, uh, Jonathan Massey. I, I, the best way that I know how to describe him is uh, he's Lieutenant Dan. Oh. It's? Gary Sinise. Yeah. I yep. don't know why I can never remember his name. Gary Sinise. And he, I'm sure I know we've talked about this in past years, too, when we've done his birthday. Lieutenant Dan Band? Not just Lieutenant Dan Band, but just what he does for veterans, and specific, specifically Vietnam veteran groups. It's amazing. He is donate he does these concerts he does these appearances and he does not keep a dime i mean i went down a deep dive reading about him and he does i mean he has given literally millions of dollars to vietnam veteran groups through the years and i mean to somebody like that i mean all you can do is salute him. I mean, that's a, that's a good person a few days ago woody spencer uh was with me i had to go to greensboro and raleigh for band stuff and we took band photos woody took the pictures so he, oh. was, he was with me from 8 a.m one morning till 2 30 a.m the following day Poor Woody. But, uh. <laughs> you would have said the same. Okay. You would have said the same thing if if Woody had spent 16 hours with me. Yeah, would but you he would have meant it. <laughs> wow. You don't think I mean it? <laughs> anyway. anyway. <laughs> he was talking about when he was in, I believe, high school. Gary Sinise 
I think he went to the same high school and his band played and he was just talking about how and they were all focused the drummer was amazing that's who they were focused on but you see him ask him about that and spending all that time with me and my insane bandmates who I think you get a kick out of that conversation yeah well Woody's not got a whole lot of hair left I can imagine there can't be much left after that dude right Woody's got good coverage does he have good coverage why am I thinking we don't need to look that up I just, I just you don't believe me I do believe you. I just uh, hold on. Because everybody on the radio, I, I just looked up Woody Durham. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He does have a few follicles, doesn't he? Yet again, Brian does not believe me and takes up Showtime to to verify what I told him. Now I feel bad, Woody. I'm sorry that I thought you didn't have any hair. Okay, you know he wears a hat a lot, so I mean that that threw me off a little bit. I too, would dare though, say the man has pretty much full coverage up there. Yeah, he's got better than me, that's for sure. And have you seen Jonathan over here? Jonathan's the youngest one in three of us, and he now has less coverage than the three of us. Okay, what was the question? What was the question six minutes ago? Gary Sinise. Oh, okay. But it's not you. Okay. Yeah, well, Jonathan Manson. First of all, I think, you know, there's, I'm appreciative of people like Gary Sinise and people that are giving back to the yeah. veterans because yeah. the government isn't. And they don't as much as oh, they to need get, to, that's to for do, sure. To go to a veteran's hospital and try not to get sick on your stomach. Oh, yeah. trust me. It took years for my granddad to get disability from the government after his two tours in Vietnam and having Agent Orange give him COPD and other stuff. You know, I got some... If you want, if you want my take on the government, just uh, send me a little email. <laughs> and uh, What's that email address over there, Jonathan Massey? Should I give Redacted them at gmail.com. <laughs> Redacted. There probably is somebody that has that email address. That'd be funny. Redact. Okay, anyway. Okay, uh, Lieutenant Dan, Gary Sinise, which, by the way, Forrest Gump, one of the best movies of all time. I think that we would and all also, agree. Also, that show Crime Story I love so much. He had an arc on there, and then after his arc was over, he directed a lot of those. Okay. A very good director. Okay. Well, very good. Gary Sinise over there, Jonathan Massey. How old is he today? 65. You say 65. John Dawson. 66. He was born March 17th, 1955. That means he's 68 today. Congratulations, John Dawson. You are closer and you tie it up. It's one-to-one. I've been looking forward to this next birthday, and I mean it's entirely. He's been in a ton of movies, and I want you guys to share which one is your favorite that he's been in? Hey, he was in Silkwood. Let's see. I want to see who can guess him first here. He's in Silkwood, Big Trouble in Little China, Kurt Russell. There, I didn't even have to go any further. Uh, next, I was going to say the Fast and the Furious franchise. He's been in like the last four of them. Uh, Escape but, from New York. Escape from New York. Yeah, Tango and Cash. Mm-hmm. He was awesome in Tango and Cash. He was in a thousand Disney movies as a kid. Yep. My favorite one that of all time though was Vanilla Sky. That he was in. I he really do you remember did you see Vanilla Sky? Vague I saw it once. He was uh like the therapist in Vanilla he was Tom uh Tom uh Cruise. Cruise's uh, therapist in Vanilla Sky. Tombstone. Did you ever see Vanilla Sky? Tombstone. He was all great movie. Awesome. Great movie. Great actor, would you not agree? Great movie and a great guy and it, there's thousands of great guys, but usually someone in Hollywood that gets to be that big is a bit of a blankety blank but he seems to be a really good guy he really does he was in the guardians of the galaxy too yes he was he was ego the living planet <laughs> <laughs> he's just a great actor uh but he goes to you john dawson kurt russell how old is he today 77 77 is your guess he's not 77 jonathan massey how old is kurt russell 
Oh, real quick, have you seen uh, the the documentary on speaking of Tombstone? The documentary on Val Kilmer, heartbreaking. Uh, has he passed? No, he he had. I know, uh, I know. Throat cancer I saw him in top. I saw him in Top Gun. Uh, I think he's. I think as of right now, he's cancer free, but he had to have his. He has to talk with that thing. And he uh, can't really. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you. Tracheotomy or something like that. Yeah, tra- yeah, tracheotomy. And I'm telling you, dude. Uh, his son sounds just like him. Does he really? Yeah. His son did a lot of narrating for it. Wow. Well, I'm telling you, man. Top Gun Maverick was, and I loved it. I mean, and I didn't even. I liked the second one better than I liked the first one. How many times my, can you say uh, that about a? I, my daughter and wife saw it, and they said that was better than the first. I, I agree wholeheartedly. It, that's what they said. It just blows my mind. But the and I'm not giving anything away. If you've seen previews of it, you know there's a pretty pivotal scene in there with Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer and I'm telling you guys right now you don't have a heart in your chest if you don't uh if it 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 was one of those it ends and everybody you know everybody's you hear everybody sniffling and looking around everybody's wiping their eyes and everything I mean it was something to avoid (laughs) ask your wife and your daughter and I guarantee you they'll say the same thing they they didn't do that I promise. I think everybody in that theater, you friend, must have had COVID. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anyway, uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, he said 77, yeah. 76. He was born March 17th, 1951. So he's only 72. So congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You go ahead two to one. It goes to you. I got to tell you, listen, I have a 54-year record of flaming heterosexuality. Okay? That is in contest. <laughs> Anyway, there, I think there's a few asterisks. <laughs> anyway, anyway, don't listen to these two people up here. They don't know what they're talking about. But even I, with my flaming record of heterosexuality, I can admit when it's a good-looking man, and this is a good-looking man. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. You want to guess? No. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Oh, uh, what's our guy from Parks and Rec? Literally. No, I mean, yes, he was on that show. The guy that played Ron, Nick Offerman, had a great Rob Lowe story. He was talking about how a bunch of the people that were on the cast of Parks and Rec were like, hey, we're trying to figure out something nice to do for our, our significant other. And he's like, it's simple, you dotes. You just, you, you go outside, you get a piece of paper, you go outside in nature, you grab something, some leaves, uh, some pebbles, anything. You glue it, you write a nice little message in there. And that'll mean more to them than any card you buy at a store. He's like, except you, Rob Lowe. You just turn those baby, baby blues on them, and you don't have to do anything. <laughs> That's right, and though. He, he was really funny on that show, Rob Lowe. Really? I have been watching a lot. You know how Facebook has a little one-minute, two-minute snippets? Little from reels. Stuff? Yeah, yeah, little reels or whatever it is. Thank you. Uh, I've been watching. I've watched a lot of reels of Parks and Rec. I have never watched an episode of Parks and Rec. Very funny show. But I have watched probably... 50 of those reels, and they're mostly Nick Offerman. What's yeah. his name on the show? He's the uh, best character. Ron Swanson. Ron, yeah, and he is hilarious in those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even Amy Poehler. I love the Amy The one where Poehler. he's teaching the – what's the pyramid he's teaching the little kids on the basketball team? The Swanson Pyramid of Excellence or something like that. God, I haven't seen genius. that. Yeah, It's really good? Yes. Are okay. the are the Clippers broken in your house, son? Yeah. <laughs> the guy's got a haircut like a Marine already, and he yeah. says – He's like – there's only three kinds of acceptable haircuts. Uh, high and tight, fade, and crew cut. 
And those, they're basically all the same thing. Yes. They are, yeah. That's awesome. Well, anyway, uh, Rob Lowe, I mean, who has had his ups and downs through his uh, acting career, too, but. And his amateur acting career. <laughs> yeah, that, too. And, uh, but I'm a fan. I'm not, you know, he's got some. He was funny in the Austin Powers movie. Yes, he was. Wasn't he? he did a great he did Robert young, Wagner. Yep. yep. He was a young Robert Wagner in that. Wasn't he in uh, The Outsiders? Yes. God, that's right. He was. I Francis Ford that. Coppola. Yep. But, uh, I mean, he was one of the teen guys, you know, when Molly was big, when, Mo you know, America's Sweetheart, Molly Swing, Swingheart. Uh, Get out of your dreams, Brian. <laughs> Come back to it. Molly Ringwald. There you go. You know, the one I your literally just after? blanked on. Molly Ringwald, dude. Yeah, you know my favorite. No, she's not. She's America's <laughs> sweetheart. But anyway, Rob Lowe, you lead two to one, John Jonathan Massey. You have a chance to break up this four-day winning streak that John Dawson's had if you get Rob Lowe right. Fifty-eight. You say fifty-eight. He's not fifty-eight. I want to take that guess back. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Ferret Dawson. How old today is Rob Lowe? There's no way he's older than that, right? 59. Yes, there is a way he's older than that, Jonathan Massey. In fact, John Dawson, he is 59 today. He was born on March 17th, 1964. So uh, here we go. It's tied up 2-2. Two two. I love this going into the weekend. It's a tie game, and I, I promise you, I, I don't even have to say, you are going to love. This person passed away. Let's find the song, though. i got to find the perfect song. And if I don't play the right song, then you got to tell me what song to play. Just let okay? me pick it from the get-go, and we'll save a lot of time. No, 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 no. I want to do mine first. Unforgettable. Oh, Nat, Nat King Cole. Nat King That's Cole. Is Good choice. Thank you, thank you. What, what, is this what you would have picked, maybe? Probably. There you go. Wait, just I'm listen to these pipes. Dude exudes class, as they say. No auto-tune. No nope. fixes, just singing. Like a song of love that clings to me How the thought of you does things to me what a beautiful voice never before has someone well i was trying to get it to the chorus but we'll uh we'll, well, he, he started he sang unforgettable pretty early on that he said it again right there there you go uh he died what year do you think he died before you even guess how old he is well, 1963 <laughs> well, i don't know he died in 1965 how in the heck did you know that i don't know Dude, John Dawson, you gotta give John Dawson. Give me the <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we keep doing that, we can do the show. <laughs> it's the Jonathan Massey show. Alright, listen up, you idiots. <laughs> He died in 1965, John Dawson. So uh, this is for all the marbles. You guys are tied up two to two. How old would Nat King Cole be if he were still alive today? Oh man, I'm gonna have to. I'm sorry, I it's was right. ill prepared. I was I was focusing on scaring you to death. And didn't <laughs> you did a great job. Was 58 years yeah, ago. Yeah, he died 58 years ago. I know that because that's when my mother was born. God, this is just a beautiful song. I'm not playing this. Is because she's old. <laughs> the arrangement is perfect. Yep. 
you know who Nat King Cole is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, not personally, obviously. Died 24 years before I was born. Well, we're going to have to end. I went a little bit long there with Felicia, so uh, well, I'll let you know that John Dawson got it right. He was closer. Uh, Nat King Cole would be 104 years old today if he were still alive. So uh, there you go. Uh, John Dawson wins 3-2. He won every single day this week. So congratulations to John for that. Listen, thank you again. Paul Whittington in our first hour. Felicia Solomon in our second hour. And happy birthday again. If you uh, Well, you're not going to see Felicia unless you're with her on her vacation, but send her a message on Facebook. Tell her happy birthday. Listen, have a great, great Friday. Have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday on the Brian Hank, the first day of spring, the Brian Hank Show, presented by Lenore Community College. thebull.com your home for CBS Sports Radio WRNS Kinston Sports Talk 960 the Bulls